It's been a week. A week has passed. We haven't spoken to each other. <laughs> Not an email has been sent between us. It's been a little tense. <laughs> if you watched last week, you got to see firsthand some real tension amongst the crew here. I went to bed that night thinking, like, was that cool? I don't know if that was cool. <laughs> that really blurred the lines between a business and a game. But I think I'm leaning now more towards the fact that it was fine because it was real. That's what really happens in games. At first, I was angry. I was like, come on, O'Brien. You're blind. Deal with it. Pull it together. It's a show we're doing. And then I thought, well, this is exactly how uh, it would happen if it was a real game. And we are trying to emulate the real game experience. Curious about other people's feelings. Uh, Skid, uh, how did you feel in that moment? Skid, I know you love confrontation. And uh, you love when people get upset. Uh, and, uh, and, and then you sort of felt the, uh, you took the brunt of this Irish wrath in the moment. And you were trying to lighten things up. Uh, yeah. how, how do you feel about it now, week removed? Did Joe send you uh, one of those edible arrangements? No, I'm, I'm less scared now. <laughs> and I was in the moment but I think I, I understand Joe is upset he hates being blind a lot of people just hate to be blind and I understand that I mean I don't think it sounds super fun anyway but I'm and I'm concerned I'm concerned for his character and for, for the conclusion of the story having to deal with a blind guy dead weight <laughs> dead weight you could just say it. Well, and only in, in, in the context of, of this other dimensional adventure. <laughs> if it was anything else, any other venture, business venture, school, whatever, it would be totally fine. I would be totally confident. But this particular set of circumstances, I don't think, plays as much to a, a person's who can't see strengths. Matthew, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see Joe angry during a game before in person. Uh, what was it like to see it really unfold in real time? Yeah, as someone who's never been there for a Joe freakout or has never experienced, for example, I'm just, I might, I'm just like pulling this out of thin air. Hypothetical. Hypothetically, Joe turning, next, turning to me and shoving a finger in my face and saying, you fuck, you fucking asshole, you fucking fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a during new experience game, for me. During what hypothetical game was that? Hypothetically, we could say Citadels. Uh, <laughs> 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 Better if it was like Small World or something. <laughs> Fuck them with all the cartoon characters. I think it was like a New Year's or something. We were a bunch of people and I was like, oh, I can win this game. And I snatched a victory from the jaws of defeat. And uh, I, I know, hypothetically speaking, of course, Joe right. would have been extremely upset. <laughs> On New Year's, uh, no less, uh, hypothetically. Grant, uh, how did you feel? You, you, you clammed right up when this started going down. You, you knew better to, to try and poke the bear. That's not necessarily true. I did some bear poking. And, you know, as, as someone who is not as accomplished as yourself or, or Joe in terms of reaching the state of fatherhood yet, it was nice to see what a colicky baby's like when he has a poop party. <laughs> That's what it was nice to see. 
So I just got some advanced training on how to deal with that. When inevitably, when I'm one day a father, my baby, you know, has painful poo-poo. Has painful poo-poo and gets a little colicky. Uh, Joe, how do you feel now? Do you, do, you, uh, do you regret getting angry? Or are you like, you're still angry? It sucks. No, no, I don't regret anything at all. Uh, yeah, I do, actually. What I regret is... Uh, and I didn't even realize until this moment, because right until we, up until we sat down, I was like, I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it's for good reason that I thought that. And now that I think about it, the real problem here is, uh, and I, I usually pride myself on this, so it's a real mistake. It was, it was a failure of communication. <laughs> it's really all it was. It's it it like, uh, because, yeah, I know, <laughs> Uh, because there's a there's a misunderstanding that my anger uh, all stems from being blind, which it doesn't at all, and it didn't bother me at all. And I thought that it was cool and had a lot of potential for great story, and I love the mechanics of it as well. Like it, none of it bothered me. What bothered me is the idea of uh, I just didn't. Want, I was just fed up a little bit with playing a. Um, Jeez, how do I put it? Uh, just playing like a goofy game, a goof off game <laughs> where everything's goofy all the time. And uh, and I kind of didn't want to just brush over it. Uh, but instead, it just came across like me being bitter that I was blind when that's that's not really the case. It, it was that like I was trying to say, like, how am I going to continue? And I kind of wanted a role play to come out of that of like, here's how we're going to do it. But instead, like you guys went right to just mocking me incessantly and it triggered, it triggered all my Irishness. No, I felt, I felt <laughs> and, exactly uh, the same way, particularly on some episodes of androids and aliens where we're just all, uh, you know, a little punchy that night. And we're all laughing. And like, I might try to get a serious role play out in the middle of a moment. And someone's like monkey laser, poop, 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 poop. And you're like, Shut up. You're not as funny as you think you are. My character's doing this over here. Poop out another flower. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, that, I feel you. I feel you in that moment. Yeah. So that was really the problem. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the blindness. I just wasn't getting, I, I just should have, uh, it's read the room. Also, uh, you know, there's sometimes there's a fundamental difference in what a particular group is going for in a moment. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people are going for comedy. Some people are going for drama. And usually we read each other really well and don't have clashes like that. But sometimes we have clashes. And so uh, I, I was sitting down tonight. And I wasn't concerned in the least. So I was just like. All I'm thinking about is mechanics. I'm like, all right, let me <laughs> let me think of all the things that I have to do, and then on top of that, you know, let me think of ways in which I can like sneak one by Lavalley so he doesn't know that I fudged a rule. <laughs> I emailed you. I'm like, can you just look up the rules because I don't have time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I already did. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't. I didn't see that wink when you hit send. Uh, it wasn't two, a Zoom call. Two things. I wonder if like had uh, you know Braven ended up blind. If you would have piled on him. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then secondly, like, I wonder if it's just a product of remote gaming, because we had a similar circumstance happen during our Strange Anne's marathon. I don't want to spoil it, but there was a tragic moment and uh, Skid wanted to get in a role play and we were just hammering this, <laughs> this joke that like... 
I mean, I thought it just kept, I kept feeling like the joke was over and then it would come back and like <laughs> poor Skid couldn't get the role play in. So I think it's, it's part of being remote. Like you can't tell yeah. like, oh, did someone switch gears? I can't see it in their body uh, language because yeah. I only see this much of their body. So it might be a product of remote gaming. I think that's well. the thing. It is, that's one of those things that is what, what's the valuable chemistry that you have being actually being physically together that you lose. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You know, we're, we only have the, the, the kind of square that we show up in on, uh, on Twitch, as, as Troy just mentioned, but we're working on the foot cam for our OnlyFans account. Um, it'll yes. be available soon for all you freaks out there. Not kink shaming, but there's some freaky foot guys out there. Yep. And that'll be concurrent with this stream. So mm-hmm. you can watch this stream or head over to our OnlyFans and just watch our feet. We get Same real, boxes, just like this. You get the audio feed either way. So you just see how our toes crunch up when we get blinded right. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can go to town. I just want to mention one more thing that uh, triggered the whole episode last week, which was uh, a pet peeve of mine that really got my hackles up. And it just it's a general Pathfinder and uh, fantasy RPG pet peeve, which I need is to look the, up like, hackles, <laughs> which, which is the erectile hairs along the back of a dog or other animal that dries <laughs> when it's angry or alarmed. Yeah, you got yeah, your yeah. erectile hairs in a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> your erectile dog hairs got all tangled. I gotta say, I think Merriam-Webster was horny the day he wrote that definition. I don't think I it needed to be erectile. That definition was made for Troy. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> just so straight out of Google. And then you go to Wik- Wikipedia. Same thing. Hackles are the erectile plumage in the neck area of well, some birds or mammals. I, right, so, I can just see the internal tackling <laughs> happening in Troy's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so your erectile plumage was all in a bunch so I my can see it now. Plumage was, uh, <laughs> skyrocketing uh, because it's a, just a pet peeve of mine and we've talked about this before skid um, the idea that like the trauma that adventurers can go go through uh, can just be like sideswiped away as if it's completely meaningless and it's an arcade game like right. if I wanted that I would just play an arcade game but these games I feel like offer an opportunity to look more at the psychology of like how brutal this kind of stuff is. Mm-hmm. However, I get that like we're doing a show and it's kind of a comedy show. And so it's not really like people don't want to just tune in for two hours every week of like, tra- you know, traumatized adventures. Uh, that's not what it's supposed to be. But to me, that was a moment that I was like, no, I'm not letting this move forward as a joke. Like, uh, and I just sort of uh, put my foot in the sand and it was like, just going to die on that hill for whatever reason. You know how yeah. Joseph is playing 4D chess. We ended up talking about him being blind for 20 times longer than we would have if we had just let him be, been like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm blind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you were just like, hold my hand, let's move forward. I'll tell you where the enemy is. Yeah. Like, Great. Yeah. We should have just been better, better, better playmates. <laughs> do you think you should have had... Obviously, we don't have a divine caster in this group. We never do. Um, but do you think you should... Be, and, and this isn't a slight against you or any of you, that you should be more prepared for things like this by having potions and scrolls around to make oh, up no. for the lack of cleric. Dude, I built this character with all kinds of... I have so many options for so many situations, but like a potion of remove blindness 
is very expensive. I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I mm-hmm. want to say it's in the 750 range, I would guess, because it's a third level spell. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, the one that the cast blindness is only second level, but to remove it, it's third. Uh, it just That's wasn't something you. that was, yeah, it wasn't something that was affordable, <laughs> I, I didn't think. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what the other thing that I thought when I was like uh, in my little rage about how's my character going to continue on, uh, has to acknowledge he's blind, is that. Also, it's a fantasy world, and he would know that if he could just survive for a little while, like, he can definitely get this cured. Right. Like, it it isn't permanent in the way we think of as permanent, and that's all that occurred to me live last Thursday. was like, that it's permanent, and that he thinks it's permanent and forever. But he wouldn't think that. He would realize that, like, if I could just get out of this shit situation, uh, and, you know... I can get it cured. You could just have this cast on you by a fifth level cleric anywhere. Hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of finding that cleric. And so it, it, it's feasible that he would just be like, all right, I just need to be smart and I can get this taken care of. I also love like we sometimes, especially with conditions that are analogous to real world uh, things that can happen to humans like blindness, deafness. Like we don't think about it as being from a magical source. So I love the idea of seeing almost pitch black, but then maybe if the caster was weak, like seeing just like the faintest outline for a moment through like magical runes of the real world and then it disappearing, like it not being like a traditional, just total absence of an optic nerve or whatever, but having like some kind of magical aura around it is really interesting and fun to think about too. Well, yeah, because I was I was actually doing some research on it, and it's interesting because there was some talk about can you cure it with dispel magic, which is mm-hmm. easier to cast than remove blindness. Actually, I'm sorry, it's not easier to cast; it's not cheaper, but it is more a available. lot more classes have access to it. So, like, you don't have to find a cleric necessarily in order to do it. And uh, and there was some debate about it because I believe they said in Ultimate Magic they entered in the uh, the the keyword curse into it and curses can't be removed from dispel uh, yeah. magic but there's some debate that they can be that only some curses can't be removed with dispel magic blah 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 anyway it's an interesting idea Grant off of what you said which is like the idea that the effect is magical and that there is a fault to it that can be pulled out with magic as opposed to just divine energy. Mm. Um, but it makes sense that the divine energy would cure it because it is divine energy mm. that makes it happen. It is a, you know, a divine smite essentially that blinds you, which is really cool. Mm. Well, I'll be interested to see um, because obviously it's the added uh, danger of this situation is you're effectively trapped on another plane. And so yeah. you don't know, you know, you have an idea of how to get out of here, but like so much is beyond your control. It really is like, I've got to survive this and then hope that I, I'm able to, to get to someone. But you, it's, it's unlike a normal thing. Like we're in a dungeon. Let me just get out of this encounter and then I'll run back into town and then we can right. just continue on in the dungeon. You, you, you don't have that option here. You're trapped. You're truly trapped. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also interesting the way that this uh, dungeon is set up. Like, you, this could have been one of the first rooms you went into. And so it just makes so many more encounters that you have to deal with blind. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting, uh, interesting options. I won't say whether or not it's uh, better or worse for you right now. But 
Last week, we uh, continued our exploration of this uh, this night manor in the uh, shadow plane inside of the midnight mirror. Grant has a dog. <laughs> he just wandered in. Dog? He was like, are you guys talking about blindness, deafness, and how to remove it? Because these eyes are very prone to being scratched and me going totally blind at any point. <laughs> You're a freak of nature that we made. Goodbye. I thought you were just jealous because Linus was making an appearance in in the back today. Oh, here. I didn't just, even see Linus. He's just chilling. Uh, I put some light on him. Um, but yeah, last week you came upon a room with some some Kyle in there that you they're not they look really depressed. They don't try to attack you. Uh, they just see you and kind of go about their business. And you find out that they have been imprisoned here for as long as Nikesor and his other followers. They were part of his revolt. Um, and they're relegated to this first floor here. And they know a little bit of the lay of the land, but they don't know what's going on with Nikesor, what's going on with uh, his other followers, the updwellers, as they call them. Um, um, but it seems like their energy for the revolution has waned over the years. But they warn you. They're like, if you see Elenuda, hers has not. Elenuda is, of course, the one that blinded you. Um, they tell you about a room to the west that has keys in it. They tell you about a room that has a bunch of broken down furniture. Uh, you explore those rooms. The room with the keys, you find... A uh, what was it? A charm of uh, chime of opening. Chime of opening, uh, which is great because you've come across a ton of locked doors in this place. Um, but every time you use it, ding, it's one less uh, chime that you have left on it. Um, then you go into the other room. There's a bunch of mannequins. There's a guitar. There's a saxophone. Uh, you walk in, and then all the other debris on the floor comes to life and starts, like, pricking at your feet. Uh, meanwhile, the grandfather clock and the saxophone in the room rise up to attack you. They're not doing a ton of damage, but they're, uh, when, they, when they do hit, uh, they do a significant damage. But you're able to get out of there pretty unscathed. Two of you get your feet cut up, um, which would have slowed you down significantly. You'd get the magical healing. You don't have to worry about it. So then you keep walking around. You also find out from those fetchlings that this middle area, this dark area, that is where... It lies, it being the heart, and that the heart knows that you're here, knows probably why you're here, that you cannot even think about surprising it. It's already devising ways to destroy you. So you take that information and... Like we haven't heard that before. Like we haven't heard that in every adventure. You get into this room uh, to the east here, and that's where you cover, uncover Elenuda and another uh, fetchling. The other one goes down pretty quick. She's able to rattle off a couple of, couple of spells, but right before she dies, she, of course, permanently blinds Alfonso. So then you lead him by the hand up the stairs. You're like, you know what? We're going to wait on the heart, because if what uh, the Baron said is true... If we're able to defeat the heart, this plane could collapse and we'll be shunted out and we have more business to do. So you go upstairs. You see this, uh, I think I said it was a Tetris-shaped room with three doors. You go in the first door. You see someone lying in a bed, a feather bed piled high with blankets. Very nice room, uh, wallpaper 
to make it look homey, to make it look more like Baroy Manor, whereas everything else is dark and devoid of color. I mean, this is still devoid of color, but like not inviting whatsoever. This place was, it was tried to make it seem homey. Why? Because evidently the person lying in the bed was a person of honor. It was Iosif Baroy. And that is where we pick up today's we'll see you next week. sesh. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You say was. Is he dead? He is dead, so. How dead? Pretty dead. You want to do a heal check? Sure. I mean, do you have to be killed? Here? Doesn't time not exist? You can't, like, die of old age, right? You can't die of old age. Uh, You don't need sustenance while you're here, so you can't die of starvation. You can die of, uh, you know, some people just can't take the torture that the Mm -hmm. heart um, lays out against them. Um, In this case, what'd you roll? 13. 14. uh, You don't know. Um, Uh... He doesn't have any obvious wounds on him. No, it, it appears like he died from natural causes. Um, he's very blue in the face. Mm. And his lips are blue. Maybe he froze to death. Oh, it's a horrible thing. Natural causes. Natural causes. <laughs> uh, all right, well, then let's go through his pockets and see if he has anything on. Okay, uh, roll a perception check. Natural 20. Ooh. Twanzoni. All right, so you start looking him over. Uh, as he flops over, uh, his a blue hand uh, lays out, and you realize that it's missing one finger. It's missing its uh, oh. main was, digit on its left hand. He was very pious, as, we, as I recall. Hmm. As you're looking around, you don't see anything on his person of interest, Um but you do see underneath his bed a makeshift child's doll with gray skin and white hair. Now, obviously, it might have color if you were to take this out into the uh, material plane, but now it just has this eerie, ghostly appearance. Gray skin, white hair. A child's doll just gingerly placed under the bed. And nothing in that doll appears or, or bears any resemblance to like any of the family paintings we saw or anything like that in the real world or here in that other painting room or anything like that. Owen was carrying a doll in those photos. No, no, no. It's, it looks to be a female doll. Hmm. What is with the dolls? <laughs> <laughs> dolls everywhere, and I hate it. <laughs> What's going on in there? Come play with me, Kazu. No. Whoa. No. <laughs> uh, it's the time goes, to play. The crystal ghost will take the doll and stow it away. It seems of some importance. Put it in your backpack, and the head is just sticking out, looking at Raven. Ah. <laughs> uh. Could you put that a little deeper in your bag, please? <laughs> I, uh, Get back down there. I, I thought I did. I thought the I eyes did. are just peeking. <laughs> I, uh, I think I just got heebie-jeebies. <laughs> As she walks, it jiggles. <laughs> um, 
Well, there are a few more doors to explore throughout this uh, Tetris-like floor. I don't know why I know what Tetris is. Um, I'm from Russia. Cat's out of the bag. Uh, so let's check the other doors. Do Russians not have Tetris? They invented Tetris. Yeah. Huh. Russian game. Um, like hot- Troy. Troy's like, what did you say? <laughs> Russians? Russians? I'll never play that game again! No. Uh, Brandon uh, will walk over to the northern door and uh, check for traps. Check for traps at the northern door. Uh, that is a 19 perception. 19 perception doesn't appear to be trapped. Uh, in fact, it also doesn't appear to be locked. He slowly opens the door. This room. Oh, boy. Gird your loins. Oh, no. I'll do the reveal first. Ah! Ah! Oh! Oh, no. Yet again, another well-appointed bedroom. Carpets and wallpapers covering the otherwise grim substance that makes up the walls and the floors, that makes up this entire manor house. Every available surface in the room is covered in writing. Lines of curly script that wind around the room in great arcs and spirals. And hanging from the ceiling, immobile in still air, is a body. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> do the feet look limp at the ankles? Or are the they toes do. hanging towards the floor? Raven has seen this before. Uh, and will uh, go walk over and kind of uh, find a stool or something to stand on. And... Uh, Desecure him gently from the ceiling. What are the rest of you doing? I want to lead Alfonso over to the room. Yeah, I'm just holding on to Karzor. Come, my friend. Alfonso, can you decipher this writing for us? Uh, Alfonso is uh, going to. <laughs> That's good, Matthew. <laughs> Sorry. Alfonso, I, mute, I muted his mic. Um, did what he does say it say? What did he say? <laughs> Only you can help us crack this code. Your uh, moment has come. <laughs> I had forgotten that uh, I had changed shape uh, with a different thing, and so I'm going to. I didn't have scent on, so now he obviously puts his does his change shape for scent, so his nose elongates, um, and he'll follow Karazor up, just sort of smell the place. Smell of death. Uh, I would imagine there aren't that many smells. That's kind of how I imagine. It's like a shadow locker in here because it's so cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it's freezing cold. I think I said to you last week or the week before, like you see your breath uh, in front of you. Not Alfonso, but the rest of you see Alfonso's breath. You come in and uh, Braven is kind of grabbed a a desk chair to try and uh, pull the body down. As you touch the body... All of you hear a strange sound coming from... It sounds like the room. It's just like... It's louder and louder and louder. Everybody roll a will save. Oh, no. 
Should we start with you, Skid? I'm trying to flag down help. I don't think I did that well. Twelve? Twelve. What'd you get there, Crystal Ghost? Ten? Braven rounding out the bases with an 11. Oh my god, you guys are the worst! (laughs) And uh, Alfonso, I think he's so distracted by his blindness, he's like listening to like actually try to hear what's happening instead of getting freaked out. He got a 21. (laughs) He's the only one that passed. If you all run away, (laughs) I'm just standing here. (laughs) All right, guys. guys. I didn't realize, by the way, with your um, kind of uh, bat-like visage and your current state of uh, blinded, you could be the Matt Murdock of this universe. You could be the, the, oh, the yeah. daredevil of this world mm-hmm. already, kind of yeah. by changing shape. That's right. From He's got options. Out of the body, like seeping out of the mouth of this uh, hanged uh, human man, a malignant cloud of shadows starts to spill out of his open mouth and as it does it forms skeletal maw, maws that are continuing this babbling sound and claws made of darkness surge out of the shadowy form uh, just reaching out towards all of you everybody roll for initiative oh, oh my goodness oh my goodness <clears throat> hmm um, would you take a an initiative penalty for blind? Yeah, do you think? I would because I mean it's, it's 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 sort of vague. It just says some most strength and dexterity based skill checks. Um, just put on the blinded condition on. And I did. I did. Oh. It didn't change it because it's most, so it's not going to change it for any of them until you actually have that situation. Um, anyway. Oh, that's right. interesting, yeah. I'll take it. Well, here's the thing. You're blind, but you can hear it, so you have a chance to react to it. And right. it's a small room. It's not like you have to, like, uh, locate it across a football field. Yeah. Right. And you guys also, at this point, I guess, can all walk in complete darkness. Like, mm-hmm. There's no there's yeah. no light shining, which is kind of cool. Um, just give me one second here. I want to see if this would have affected your... A niche, no. Okay. Uh, good. All right. So let's. Oh, this is going to be. I mean, you can't write this. Everybody fails except the the one who just was made permanently blind. Alfonso, what'd you get for a niche? Twenty five. <gasps> oh man, five. That's two natty nineteens for uh, Alfonso to start the night. <laughs> Hot to trot. Uh, Crystal Ghost. Eight. Eight. Braven. Fifteen. Karasu. I also got a fifteen. My bonus is one. All right. Here's what happens. Uh, Braven, you are fascinated for six rounds. Crystal Ghost, you are fascinated for seven rounds. Jesus. And uh, Karazor, you're fascinated for seven rounds as well. Now, here's the thing. We talked about fascinated, what, last week or the week before? I can't remember. The marathons and Strange Aeons. Oh, it was the Strange Aeons. That's right. I don't know how many weeks ago. Uh, Not a big deal, except for this creature. The fascination does not break 
when this creature approaches you, it only breaks if it attacks you. So that babbling sound that it's making, you are consistently fascinated by it until it attacks you or till Alfonso uh, shakes you out of it, right? Doesn't, uh, can't you shake someone out of fascination? Yes. Yes. According to the yeah, base rules, I don't know what this uh, a fascinating cr- creature's ally may shake it free of the spell as a standard action, but this particular creature's babble ability uh, hypnotizes you until it strikes you. So it is literally all up to Alfonso, and Alfonso goes first. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think it's very natural. I think Alfonso can feel in Karazor's arm. It just kind of like go limp as he just like loses all tension. So I probably naturally like Karazor, Karazor, what is happening? And he shakes him just naturally. He's already holding him. Oh, and so it'll it'll snap him out of it. I imagine I probably sprayed fascination musk. So anyone with sensibility would automatically know. <laughs> Let me zoom in on this creature. From Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> Fascination. There's the creature. Uh, pretty cool. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. Obviously. You wait, wait, wait. So that you would see thing, the- that thing oozed out of this corpse's mouth. Uh, yeah. So it's separate from the corpse now. It's a yeah, separate creature separate from the, the corpse. Okay, and it's definitely corporeal, right? Uh, you're not sure. It's kind of made up of uh, shadow, so uh, it might actually be incorporeal. Uh, it's hard for something. It's hard for you to tell. Uh, right. He has no idea what's going on. All he heard was voices, and then Karazor kind of went uh, slack, and yeah. so he's he's shaking him awake. Oh, baby! So mm-hmm. next would be Braven who is now uh, still fascinated, and then Karazor, who is now uh, able to act. All right, Karazor. I'm going to try to attack this thing. Okay. What is it? What do you see? It's some kind of horrible purple thing. (laughs) And he draws his great sword slung across his back, takes a five-foot step, and... No, 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 no! Uh, it's all right. I'll be right back. No, 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 no. It's a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one is a hit. You feel it, and it is incorporeal as you strike it. But you have a magical weapon, right? No, I don't. I have a masterwork cold iron greatsword. You didn't get a plus one greatsword. No, anywhere? plus one regular sword to the crystal ghost. That's it. You guys didn't get. And a plus one rapier to Alfonso. Which is obviously now useless. Uh, brutal. So, uh, since the sword isn't magical, it strikes and just goes straight through uh, this babbling creature. And it doesn't uh, take any damage. It now goes. It is now the Crystal Ghost turn. Crystal Ghost. I want to see here if I have to talk as fast as I can. Okay. Great. It's its turn. Oh, baby. This is just nasty. Nasty. Oh, man. This is nasty. All right. It just like goes to touch Karazor. Uh, oh, I don't know. A nine against Touch AC? 
Uh, that is a miss. <laughs> That's a miss. So a it miss. reaches right through and uh, isn't able to uh, grab your insides. Uh, and it will stay right there for the time being. Now we go to round two. It is Alfonso's turn. Karazor, where are you? Uh, I'm here. I'm here, friend. He's just going to hold his... What are you, his... blind? <laughs> <laughs> he knows there's some sort of horrible creature in the room, uh, so he's going to hold out his rapier. He's going to take a five-foot step forward cautiously, and uh, he's going to he'll ready an action. If the creature comes within five feet of him, he'll attack it with his uh, rapier. Okay, and how will he know? Just feel it? Scent. Scent, okay. So scent, he could know if it's right next to him. Do incorporeal creatures have a scent? I mean, maybe not, but probably not. Because scents are corporeal things, even if you can't see them. This is ectoplasm. Yeah, ectoplasm. There's an answer for that. Uh, Non-visual senses such as scent and blind sight are either ineffective or only partly effective with regard to incorporeal creatures. There really? you go. Partly super, effective. Super, uh, super helpful, as always. Yeah. Uh, I think all that clears that up. Uh, all right. Braven, you now tick away two out of uh, six, six rounds. Six okay. for Braven. Uh, and it comes back to Karazor. So, Karazor, you felt like you gave it your all. You hit it, and it didn't do any damage. You know you're dealing with something uh, incorporeal here. All right. He, Karazor, I'm going to step back and take a five-foot step back. And I'm going to pull out my oil of magic weapon. Okay. Steps back, pulls out the oil of magic weapon. Can you draw that as you step back? That might be part of your move action because you have uh, more than a plus one. No, you can't do that, but the five-foot step is free. So it's free, move to pull Uh, it out, and then standard to apply it. I I don't see why that wouldn't work unless it's a full-round action to apply it, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it's a standard... For an oil. Okay, then I will do that. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's only a weapon you can draw for free when you're moving. If yeah, you, you can't draw one potions or scrolls or like stuff like that. Yeah, I always free. I have a blind spot for that. But uh, yeah, no, the five-foot step is move equivalent, but you still got the move in the standard, so you'll be able to attack next round. It's Crystal Ghost's turn. Crystal Ghost just lost... La 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 The theme song from Rosemary's Baby plays The doll creeps out from behind Out of my backpack <laughs> the, doll. <laughs> the doll attacks uh, It is now It's turn It will <laughs> Hmm Hmm It is going to Shoot A web at uh, Braven. Shoot a web at Braven. So this will break you out of your uh, hip, uh, hypnosis here, um, okay. but it's going to try and hit you. I'm uh, going to interrupt your uh, action. Well, I think I can do it at the same time. Am I out of it before you attack me is a question. I'm just wondering legally. Yeah, like, if I would you be able to do an attack of opportunity? No, not an attack of opportunity. My immediate action to pull out my shield, which I believe can be done at any point, but, like, is there mechanically speaking, does that 
simultaneously happen? Like, can I do that? Am I out of my... The fervor? attack ends the effect. So the, or the threat to... of an attack ends the effect, actually. No, it's even. just the attack ends the effect for this particular creature. So, so that attack it goes has to, to hit me in order for it to happen? Uh, no, just it attacking you, whether it hits or not, then you'll get to act. Uh, okay. You can, you can do an immediate action after that. I don't think I after got that. you, though. Uh, it's going to be in eight against... I don't think it's against touched. Uh, Yeah, no. Wow. No, it missed. So just sprayed out, wasted uh, a chance there to try and entangle you. Um, And then it will uh, fly five feet downward. Um, Just take a five-foot step. So, Braven, you are now no longer hypnotized. Wow, wow, Uh, wow. And it is Alfonso's turn. Comes back around. Um... So it moved, so that triggers my action if I can detect any sense of the creature being right next to me. Right. It comes back to your turn anyways, so you know what I mean? Uh, I would say, can you smell it? Yes, you smell something. You smell death and rot coming off of it. All right, so as soon as it steps into the square, he just stabs at it uh, quickly with the rapier. Uh, That is a miss. Yes. Natural two. What's the total? The total is a um, 11. 11. Yeah, that's a miss. That doesn't sound right to me, but yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Comes around to Braven here. Braven, uh, you are now able to join the fight. Did I... uh, Is the body still hanging, and would it provide some sort of cover for the creature were I to shoot diagonally through the body square at the creature? No, you're okay. There's clear clear line to, like, the far edge of the square there. Uh, Now, if you move back there... That's what I'm asking. Like, would this be shooting uh, through? I would say if you go from that corner up top to the far corner, you're fine. Okay, great. Uh, so Braven will immediately pull up his hydrokinetic shield and thrust a hydrokinetic blast. Haruken, uh, right at this creature. Uh, minus four into melee. Here it comes. 19 on the die, baby. <laughs> that will be a total of a 23 to hit regular AC. Yeah, that's a big old hit. Nice. Nice, dude. Nice. Uh, Nice. Here it comes. Uh, not great, uh, but still, hopefully, the magical bludgeoning water damage will cut through something or help, or half will get through. That is 15 points of damage. Ooh, 15 great. points of damage will be halved uh, to seven, uh, mm. but you do get in there. Um <sighs> All right, it has been, uh, we'll call it bloodied. Um, it has it has taken a hit. It is Karazor's turn. Karazor has stepped closer to you, but now you see your buddy Braven is in the fight, and uh, he just laid down some water like only Braven can. All right, so Karazor has newly applied the oil to his weapon, this newly magic weapon. He looks at the ghost square in its eyes, and he says, You would, hey, ghost! You won't be hearing any Righteous Brothers songs where you're going. <laughs> Hell! <laughs> Hell! Hell! You kidding me? That's a repeating hell. <laughs> uh, 22 to hit. 22 is a hit. Ooh. Yes! Lonely that is, that is 21 points of damage. 
Judas. All right, so half of that goes through, and uh, he takes ten. So two big hits in a row yeah. here. Uh, I don't care for that. I don't care for that one bit. Yeah, put uh, that on your pottery wheel and spin it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> goes to the Crystal Ghost. Crystal Ghost, what's that? Three out of seven rounds. You're still in La La Land. All right. Uh, seeing this happen, uh, it uh, takes a five foot step, uh, kind of floats back five feet, and then again you hear this voice start echoing throughout the room. Braven and Karzor roll another will save. If you pass, you will be immune to it. Uh, just for the record, I call shenanigans on this ghost. Shenanigans, I say. You, you like shenanigans on this ghost? Oh, oh. damn it, ten. Nineteen. Gotcha. Nineteen. All right. So, Karazor is uh, not fascinated and now immune to its ability. Uh, but unfortunately, Braven is locked back down for six rounds. What a beautiful song! <laughs> uh, all right. Good. That was that was good. Alfonso, you're up. You're blind. What do you want to do? Uh, Alfonso is going to follow the scent here. Um, it seems to have moved away, and can I occupy that square? No, that or, square is just an obstacle now. It's like a well, you know what? I'll say you can occupy it, but you're squeezing because you're kind of like that body's flopping back and forth. So take a minus mm-hmm. two to your AC if you want to stand there. Uh, well, he doesn't want to stand there. He doesn't know what's there, so he walks up and, and he's like, bumps "Take that, into you!" It. and stabs at the body. <laughs> he bumps I think into I it. Go, he's like, oh, "What is that?" <laughs> Uh, and it uh, it distracts him. Man, this is going to be a flop. Very hard to hit, but he can scent the creature. So I'll give it a shot. I need a natural twan zoni. Oh! Oh! Oh, no. It's missed on concealment anyway. So um, that was a critical threat. Natural 18. And but I got a thirty-eight on the concealment. Gross! So. Oh. Yeah, it's like body is now in his face, and he really smells the rank scent of it, and uh, he's got to get out of there. So where you have scent, as long as you get within five feet, it's just a fifty percent mischance. If you didn't have the scent, you'd have to be rolling perception checks uh, to try. And- yeah, or your allies can call out like right. where they are and everything, give you some sense. But like, right. yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I think it's immense, like incredibly easier with scent to. Sure. Be at least targeting the right place. Yeah. It's a lot easier to where it's not invisible. You just can't see it. Right. Um, so you can get a little help from your friends. They can be like, literally, t- like one o'clock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, all Have right. you seen anybody? I need somebody to see. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, uh, all right. It goes to Braven. Braven, you're back in Fascination Town. Uh-huh. Imagination land. Uh, Karazor, you are up. Uh, your weapon is still magical. How long does that last? Yeah. It lasts a minute, I think. It's awesome. Great thing to have. Um, what do you want to do here? Another hit like that might be all it takes for this yeah. creature. Gonna Whatever try. it is. Say, all right, ghost. <laughs> Say hello to Patrick Swayze for me in hell. <laughs> oh, yes. God. How do you just 24. have these ready to go? <laughs> 24 is a 24 hit. to hit. Oh, finish him off. Uh, that is 15 points of damage. 15's not going to do it. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, boy. I wanted uh, it to crumble like so much thrown pottery. Here. Charge. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to see here. Yes, that's what I need to do. Okay. 
I, I need to get back around to him. Uh, all right, so that was Karazor. Crystal Ghost, was that four out of seven? You tell me. <laughs> uh, Braven, what... Uh, no, actually, Alfonso's standing right there. All right, so Alfonso, it just... Sneers at you and reaches. I mean, this is it. Like, of course. With an incorporeal touch. All right, here it is. Now, wait a minute. Is Karazor next to me or not? Yeah, Karazor is right back into the right. Okay. But he swung at it, right? Oh, yeah. So, Karazor, you would have needed to step oh, I, up. I moved up. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I do have him right next to you. Yeah, yeah, he's right next to you. Leading so, you sort of. Ah. It's Try right. It. It's right into your, your, your three o'clock, uh, is it, Alfonso. Is it reaching out to me? Is yes. It trying to touch me. Oh, it's <laughs> so scary. It's horrible. I'm glad <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> and he's like trying to knock away this body that's hanging from the ceiling at the same time. He's me- he's done. This has to be a natural one to miss. Has to. Twenty one against touch. <laughs> His current touch AC is four. That's uh, that's higher. Uh. Awesome. All right, so here's what's going to happen. Brutes McGoots. Oh, man. That was a crit. It's really bad. Uh, okay, you take two points of wisdom damage. Oh. And it gives you this touch of insanity. Oh, and no. as it hits you with that, uh, it looks emboldened by it. Karazor, you see it reach its hand back and, like, flex its shadowy muscles. Um, and that... Is its turn. Let me ask you this. Are you... Is Wisdom your John? No. Okay. No. I have an, I have an eight Wisdom. So now I have an effect of six Wisdom. <laughs> I just like the weird Venn diagram center space between Pathfinder and Philadelphia. That is that question. <laughs> is Wisdom your John? <laughs> is Wisdom your John? Yeah, and I knew, knew exactly what he meant. So did everyone listening. The word is perfect. It is a perfect word. Really? I've, I've, he, he didn't need to use three or four more words to say that one concept by just saying, is wisdom your John? Like, bam. For years, I, I fought against using it, and it's it's just so helpful. It really gets the job done. <laughs> it's like Smurf. It's like saying Smurf. Everybody. It really is. It's like saying Smurf. Uh, all right, that is its turn. Steals a little wisdom, gains a little power for itself. And Alfonso, it's your turn. That body is still floppity-flopping in front of you. Uh, yeah, so he knows he's got to get out of there. This is a, a desperate, just silly attempt. But a gambit, again, if you will? Yeah, he'll take one gambit, stab at it, and then he's like, I got to get out of here. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. I rolled a natty 17 that time and a four on concealment. <laughs> oh, so he will then take a five-foot step back, stumbling back out of this hanging dead body. I have always, always, all the years we've played, looked at 20% and 50% missed chances as just like a joke. I'm like, it's useless. Everyone always passes these. I don't Obviously, that's not true. But for the past three weeks of gaming that we've been doing, I think we've had more failed... Uh, hits because of concealment than we've had in the past seven years. Am I crazy? I just you feel like we've been missing. always make your concealment rolls, I find, until recently. Yeah. Well, it's, it's happening a lot. I mean, obviously... Well, 20% straight- I always think is a joke. But yeah. then some, it just comes to get you sometimes yeah. and then like over and over again and it's like, what is happening? 50% I always assume a miss. All yeah. it takes is one time to feel completely screwed by it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Nat 20... 
four on the concealment. Yeah. And yeah. statistically speaking, compared to a D20 roll or any other damage roll, we don't do that many percentile die rolls outside of teleportation and this. So we really yeah. don't have a statistically significant situation. So like, but like a, just a small clustering of them can feel like forever. Right, yep. right. Yeah. We've also been gaming a lot lately, so it's true. In yellow fog and whatnot. Uh, all right, so Alfonso misses. Raven ticks back to you. You're back into fascination land, and uh, now it is Cars or Torn. I'll tell you right now, Cars or you got a chance. You got a chance. Got a chance. Okay. So you're telling me there's a chance. Okay. So Cars or shoulders his blade. Says, "All right, ghost." Like your friend Whoopi Goldberg might say, you in danger, girl. That's <laughs> uh, a natty too. <laughs> I believe you were the one in danger, girl. Eleven. It's an eleven. You in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. I remember that. How do you have these ready? Is that what you're doing between rounds? <laughs> Just queuing well, I up. have all these ready to go in case. <laughs> You have you in danger, girl, already. That's amazing. It's one of my go-to phrases. She won an Oscar for that role. (laughs) You get plenty of credit, but you deserve even more. I'm I'm going to push the penny over towards you so you can know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know what my my beef with the movie Ghost is? Oh, boy. Here we go. The ghosts aren't real, I bet. Spoilers. Matthew Matthew ruins everything. But when, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that climb, there's that moment towards the end of the movie where Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg Spoilers. Gets, finally get to talk. And Whoopi Goldberg is like, all right, Patrick Swayze, come inhabit my body so you can dance with, with Demi Moore. And then he does it. And then, like, the camera moves away and then moves back. And it's Patrick Swayze there. Like, no, it's, it's fucking Whoopi Goldberg. Why I know. Whoopi she's Goldberg dancing dance with, with Whoopi Demi Goldberg. Moore. Yeah. That's, she's making out with her and everything. And I it should show it. They, I, and and that, and for and Demi Moore, it's that all of those things are true. Two truths are possible. We can hold two truths. Why can't Demi Moore dance with Whoopi Goldberg? I don't. I totally agree with you. Yeah. She would have won two Oscars for that role if she'd been allowed that scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you guys really yeah. like Ghost? Yeah. Like I, when I you first saw it? I loved that movie. It was playing think- at the movie theater I worked with, with Nick Shelton at in high school. It came uh, out that summer. Oh, so yeah, I guess I was in middle school, I guess, when I saw it, and I just freaking loved it. Yeah, we I saw hate- it like 12 times in the theater. I I, for me, I, I feel like they've be- already established the conceit that he's there even though he's not there, and this is their like last moment together. It's nice to see that, but obviously it would have been nice to see that, too. Maybe do a split screen, where it keeps going back and forth. It's her, it's Patrick. It's her, it's Patrick. <laughs> or do one of those like 360 rotations, and you get both. Those are fun. Do yeah. like a grid view. Where you see, like, all different people dancing with Whoopi. <laughs> Wait, now they're what all dancing happening? with Whoopi? We're My... still in the middle of a combat. <laughs> I know. No, no, we need to clear this up. <laughs> I, I hate mean, it. My character is fascinated, so she could she could be thinking any number of things right now. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm, I'm assuming this is what she's fascinated by. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It uh, would go to the Crystal Ghost. What are you, five out of seven now? I'm not even keeping track. All right, it's five out of seven, uh, and then it is its turn, and uh, it's got the touch, it's got the power. I just kind of want to do this web again, but like I have no chance of hitting it unless it's against touch AC. 
I thought you would get to this encounter last week, and I had looked like Universal Monster John uh, Web. I don't think it's against touch, right? Why would it be against touch? Uh, it can shoot a fucking web. Because all it has to do is touch you. Armor is irrelevant to a web. Right? It doesn't. Uh, creature with the web can webity web, web, web. Similar to a web in the way that it webs. Uh, yeah. Fuck it. It's my fault. I should have looked this up more. I'm not seeing the word touch anywhere here, so. Yeah. It just seems stupid. Uh, like, it has such a low chance to hit, whereas the incorporeal touch is going to always hit. So, even though this doesn't do anything to Karazor, I am going to uh, try to touch you, steal some wisdom, and uh, would that affect a save, even? No. It w- yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. So I will save. As long as it'll hurt you guys at some point in the game, then I feel like I've done my part. Uh, ooh, 15 against touch Zoni. Yep. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Only one point of wisdom drain. However, yet again, it looks stronger from the touch. <sighs> Siphoning your wisdom. Uh, turn it into H-Pizzle. Uh, it's turning into H-Piz this yep. whole time? Here comes the curtain. Getting some HP. Uh, yeah, man. just prolongs this fight. And two of your buddies aren't even in it. Uh, snap out of it. It is Alfonso's turn. Why is the ghost doing nothing? Nothing. It's Alfonso's turn. You want to give her a smack? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Uh, after all these rounds, it finally he's like, smells the set. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, we need your help. <laughs> You're pushing the, the hanging body. Yeah. Why God uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get in the fight. Um, Stop flying around. <laughs> uh, all right. So you smell uh, Crystal Ghost and you shake. Yes, no, the Crystal Ghost is known for uh, slacking a little bit on uh, personal hygiene. So Alfonso uh, <laughs> has no problem picking her out uh, versus a dead body. Uh, and then boop, 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 boop. He's a little dick. Standard action. And then sees himself out of the room. Good day, all. And cl- closes the door. Ah, you really need to go in there and deal with this? <laughs> Gently closes the door behind him. Goes to Braven. <laughs> Braven's still fascinated. Back to Karazor. Karazor, you feel a little less wise. Things you knew just a moment ago. Uh, factoids. Trivia. Gone. Ah. I forgot who won the U.S. Open in 1977. I assume it was Arthur Ashe, but I, I just can't know for sure. Well, I'll tell you something, ghost. You're about to suffer the same fate as Tony Goldwyn in the last scene of that movie of with Bears Your Name. <laughs> Bears Your Name. 19. 19 is a hit. Yeah. Oh. Guillermo Villas, by the way. <laughs> Uh, 19 points of damage. 19 oh, points of damage. Goodness. 8 points of damage because it gained those HP. It's still oh, going. God. Still going. Nothing outlasts. Oh, man, this is bad because if you don't take it out this round, it's going to sap more wisdom, lower those saves, gain more HP. But for the first time in this fight, it is the Crystal Ghost turn. Crystal, go, 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 go. you wake Did you up. you say 8 points of damage? It should be 9 points of damage. Did I say eight? Uh, yeah. Let me see if I took nine. I did. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. I've said too uh, much. The crystal ghost is going to hop up on this bed and take a power attack swing. Wow. Turn off, turn off fascinated here. 
There was a cat under those sheets. Yes, it's great. <laughs> All right. Rory Longsword. Magical Longsword. Power attack is oh, on. Finish it. Ancestral Baroy Sword. 17 to hit. That is a hit. Yes. But you gotta do some serious damage. How does max damage? 18 points of damage. Oh. Nine points of damage. It had eight hit points left. Oh my god. Yes. yes. Oh man. Crystal Ghost Smokes getting in the fight. Out of the room. <laughs> that is oh, amazing. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. You step up, jump on the bed, crush the kitty, and just with the Baroy Longsword, take it out. Phenomenal. Ow. Now you're in this room. That body's still hanging. Braven wasn't able to uh, pull it down. Jostling it it was perhaps what uh, activated this babbling spirit. Braven, you come to a couple seconds later. Um, What do you guys want to do? Alfonso's once again get by the next way. to Karazor. Who won the 1977 USO? Oh. <laughs> if only I'd known. And Chris Ever. Damn you, ghost! <laughs> <laughs> it was also the final year the US Open was played on clay courts. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't no, know that. I didn't know it was ever played on clay. I didn't know it was ever played on clay courts. No. Yeah. Oh my Apparently god, Guillermo Villas has that Bjorn Borg like long yeah. hair sweatband look. That is yeah. so classic. Nothing like seventies men's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they like some low cut shorts. Low man. cut shorts and headbands. Tight. Wow. Not enough line yeah. judges getting hit in the throat though. That's oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, what do you do? Weird room here. Uh, similarly appointed to the previous room where you found Eozif, um, but there's this weird writing all over the wall. There isn't a surface of this room. Floors, ceilings, walls, even the, the wood frame of the bed that has this uh, mad writing on it. We read the writing. You read the writing. Um, It seems to be uh, an attempt, at least, at poetry. There are disparate lines here and there that sometimes they seem like they go together. You don't know if this is one long epic poem or a bunch of uh, separate poems, but the themes uh, tend to be the same throughout. Blood family betrayal and justice mm. sounds like a Fast and the Furious movie sounds like <laughs> something Tom would say <laughs> yeah nothing's blood, more important than family blood, family betrayal and justice nothing's more important than betrayal <laughs> there's always one no, no, there's always one member of the cast in the later movies that turns into a bad guy and then they get brainwashed somehow and then they have to be betrayed and then once they get turned back and rescued they're like family I love that this is, this whole module has been a Fast and Furious movie the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crystal Ghost, roll a will save. All right. Uh, 18. 18. All right, so you're like reading this stuff and you realize you're starting to get 
a little fascinated, similar to the ram, uh, the the babbling of that creature. So you shake out of it, um, and Don't you're able read to it for too long. Yeah, so you it's yeah. just too fascinating. It's just too too poetic. Um, Real page turner. It's not it's Sue Grafton. None of it is written in ink. Um, or, or even engraved in the walls, it actually looks like it's all written in like almost like an ectoplasmic like substance. It, and 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 if you look at the patterns, stepping back, it looks like the web of a a drunk spider. So it's like patterned in this crazy spider like pattern, but written in in ectoplasmic substance all over the place. Blood, family, betrayal, justice. Uh, is the body still hanging up there? It is. Uh, I'm going to help. I'll go back to cutting it down. Roll for initiative. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. you, <laughs> you, uh, you're able to bring it down, um, and you see a, uh, a human man. Take a second, think about what you've seen, and you're pretty sure this is Hanrik Baroy. Ooh, another of the Baroys. Jeems. Oh. Did he have any money? <laughs> uh, if you start looking around, you actually find um, that his. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much of a grave robber you want to be, but his noble outfit that he's wearing would probably pe- fetch a hefty penny uh, in the thrift stores of Absalom. I like, I shall take it upon myself to... He's carefully unbuttoning the jacket. I shall take it upon myself to return this beloved garment to his, lo- his loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> carefully peeling it off his body. Perhaps we should consider bringing the bodies to the mirror and bringing them back with us. No, no. So they may receive their proper burial. He'd want to be interred here where he... He'd want to die as he lived in a horrible shadow play. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about the jacket. Oh, I thought you... Well, then yes, fine. <laughs> Are you calling me out there? No, no, no. All right. No, that's... Yeah, we can take him back. That sounds fine. Seems a waste of a nice jacket to bury it. Perhaps there'll be some sort of reward for returning his remains. <laughs> has, has there been any consideration taken into how this changes the arithmetic? We had asked the Baron to abdicate his throne to his brothers should we bring them back, but now they're both yes. dead. He won't have any it. punishment whatsoever for betraying his own family. He must abdicate in favor of his son. Baby? His will mother. rule in his stead. The, his mother? the Baroness will serve as regent. No, until the, he baby his shall rule. the baby shall <laughs> rule. The baby shall rule. I rule with an iron diaper. The Baron has made out well, it seems. He's getting what he wanted after all. Well, but we shall return to the material plane with proof of his wrongdoing. That's true. Yes. That is true. Uh, the people can do with them what they, what they want. Hopefully that baby administers justice. <laughs> in the swiftest possible manner. 
I, when we met that baby, I sensed a Solomon-like nature to him. <laughs> yes, it was. I bet he would cut him, cut himself in half to serve justice. It would help. <laughs> that sounds like he owns a car dealership. If I can't beat the prices across the lot, I'll cut myself in half. Baby well, Solomon's. Come on down to Baby Solomon's. <laughs> 415 Jericho Avenue. Well, everything's half off. Everything's half off. <laughs> Bottle cap. <laughs> uh, can you imagine a little baby walking out in a suit to sell you like a used Nissan Pathfinder? <laughs> Just imagine it's like you're, they're, this, you're talking to the salesperson. They're like, all right, I got to go talk to my supervisor. And they walk into the office and through the window it's just a baby sitting on the desk just like gonna <laughs> <laughs> talk to is that baby your supervisor all right uh, my, my manager's a, gonna have a tantrum <laughs> there's a, there's a dark wood uh wardrobe in the room as well if you're searching around you open it up you find uh, a long sword a very nice looking long sword uh two potions uh and an intricate belt uh of linked gold rings Elden Ring. Uh, do, does the do any of those objects appear to be magical? Uh, do you want to burn another John on your John? Burn I don't it. know how it works. I don't know if you have to see auras or if you just feel them with the spell. Let's look. I have smell. no idea. You can smell them. Yeah, like if you do it, can everyone see the aura, or only the wielder of the the wand? pretty sure it's only the wielder of the wand. I mean, it's only the caster of the spell, right? That mm-hmm. sees There's, it when you detect magic. There appears to be nothing in the spell that denotes it to be a visual detection. Yeah. It just says, you detect magical auras. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if that's cool with you, Troy, then I will do that. Alright, so if you hold it there long enough to try and get as much information as you can where you're blind, uh, you detect... Um, Four magical auras in the room. Wow. Ooh. So he'll, he'll use it, yeah, like, <laughs> in this case, it's kind of like a, like a, what are they, what is it called when you, like, it's a, a, a divining divining rod? Divining rod. No, yeah, it's like a yeah. divining rod. Like, he's moving it toward the aura and then pointing at it uh, okay. for people to pick it up. So as you do it, you realize that the long sword is magical, the two potions are magical, Ooh. and a ring on his finger is magical. Yes. But the, the belt is just decorative. The belt is just decorative and probably very expensive. I shall take this belt for safekeeping to ensure that it's properly appraised. He's <laughs> <laughs> got this belt and this noble outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to read in your biography, Carosaur, about your keen fashion sense. Ah, yes. The Lord of Belts will be my epithet. <laughs> That would be a good title for a book about you. Oh, yes. But sub, subheading. I like that. Lord of Belts. You want to see a we little... Uh... Tell the adjunct instructor when you see her again. Oh, right. She's writing it. Yes. Good idea, Crystal Ghost. Thank you. Could you guys so, see writing on the map that whole yes. time? The whole fight? No, no, no. Just at the very end. Oh, okay. I never saw any like, writing. I- I Everyone little, else saw it too. I cut to it when it showed up. It didn't yeah. show up until that moment. And my little um, notes there was like, comes out babbling, regains like five hit points every touch. A red that is so sharply red that it like stabs at your eyes. Like, I don't know why you use that. So you hard can't to look see at. any other color on this, oh, okay. on these maps, like white, 
black even gets lost in it, so I always use red for my GM notes. Any poop, uh, magical longsword, two poche, and a ring, plus a noble's outfit and a uh, schmancy-looking belt. Well, I'll spellcraft it. Uh, just sensing these auras, tell me what the item is, and then he'll he'll hold it and try to... I'll do the ring first. Okay. Um, ooh. Twelve. Twelve. Um, terrible. Roll on the other ones while I see if 12 right, is so going to be enough. so longsword, 13. Just really working our way up here. <laughs> 13's enough. It's a plus oh one longsword. All right, another plus one longsword. Uh, not a, not just, enough for the ring, though. And I just went down to 10. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's just it terrible. Four, it's five, terrible. two. Yeah. You can't see. Um, the crystal ghost will take one for the team and put the ring on. Put the ring on. <sighs> put the ring oh, on. What a jerk. And uh, you just feel you feel like you just had a full meal. Ring of sustenance. Uh, Ring of sustenance. You feel quite satiated. I believe this is a ring of sustenance. Would anyone like it? No interest. I prefer eating huge amounts of food. (laughs) Which is odd because in the shadow plane, you don't have to eat or drink. Um... But he had he had one nonetheless. I'll t- I'll uh, put in a claim on that sustenance ring. Okay, you get it. Oh, <laughs> nobody else wanted it. Right? Nobody else spoke up. All right. Um, I'm sorry. So I lost track. Longsword plus one longsword. You don't know what the potions are. You think it's a ring oh. of sustenance. Okay. Um, so it was two potions. Two potions. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so no idea. Terrible. Strength. Uh, I wonder if one has removed blindness. Oh, that would be amazing. Just chug it. Just chug it. We'll never, <laughs> but we'll never know. Oh, we'll never oh. know. Like two potions of wish. Alright, what do you guys want to do? Uh, who's taking that sword, by the way? I need it not. I mean, I could certainly. I, I hate running through all my potions of magic weapon. It's not my favorite weapon to use a longsword, but you run into any more dirty ghosts, it couldn't hurt. And when you get out of here, you could sell it and flip it for a magical uh, axe. There's an idea. <laughs> a voice from above tells you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, God. <laughs> all right, I will take that then. Uh, yeah, you look and it seems like there's just one door leading out. You think you've found the Baroy brothers and they are both deceased. One from natural causes, one not. Let's crack open that last door and snap into a Slim Jim here. Snap into a Slim Jim, you Come do. With me. Do you just pop it open, yeah? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this room here. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. It's very busy. Oh, whoa. It's a long one. A lot of doors. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There is uh, filling this common area. It's it's similar to downstairs, but uh, larger. Like, it's a common area, and there are little doors going off at every which way. Maybe it's their rooms. You don't know. Uh, But it has a very similar feel to the Kyle Fetchlings you saw downstairs. Um, 
there's unevenly upholstered furniture all over the place. Uh, chairs, sofas, circled around uh, symmetrical tables. Um, and a couple of the doors look open. Uh, whoever's standing up front can see it looks like it leads into a very, very small bedroom. Uh, you see a bed, maybe an end table. Uh, there are half a dozen fetchlings lounging about. Some are, like, talking with each other, having private conversations when you open the door. Some are just monotonously, like, walking about, maybe talking to themselves, maybe just walking around, pacing. Almost has a feel like a, uh, you know, like you go to an asylum. Um, mm. But they don't seem, they seem like their minds are right. They're just maybe bored. Uh, when you open the door, Braven, one of them is talking to someone looks up at you, stands up, and starts to walk towards a door at the back of the room. Nikasaur, is that you? He stops. Wild guess. No. I'm Umlo. <laughs> you might know me. I'm Umlo. Uh, oh, that that would actually be awesome if the ghost of Umlo was trapped in here forever. <laughs> he's got trapped. He uh, he pissed off the Baroys. Uh In a, another timeline, he stops with his hand uh, inches from the door. No, what do you know of Nikesa? Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, we're from uh, a place called the Material Plane. Uh, you might be familiar with it. I assume you were trapped here centuries ago, and have been only left to wallow in this place since then. We're here to get you out. His hand drops to his side that was about to open the door to the far uh, right. One of those doors. He kind of starts walking towards you and the others, even the ones that weren't really paying attention, bending about, they turn and look at you as well, all of their eyes fixed on you. What did you do to get punished and sent here? Why do they keep asking that? I don't know. I'm guessing it's because they were all sent here as punishment. Just a wild guess. Not but probably. what is their concern? Why do they care? Why we were sent? Uh, mm. What What are you in for, dog? <laughs> How many are you out there? Show yourselves. Don't mention me. Okay. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I I step in. Karazor steps in. There's Hands four up. of us, one of whom will not be mentioned. <laughs> one of whom is irrelevant. <laughs> Never mind what we did. What did you do? We were fools enough to cross Kern Baron. Stepan Baroy. Truly stepped out of his own wit's end and doomed the kingdom to a fate worse than any conquering. He's killing it. We were sent here as a last-ditch effort to save the realm. At the mention of the Baron, you continue speaking, and they look down. They kind of give sideways glances to each other. 
Oh, the Baron. Yes. Yes, we know all about the Baron. Yosef and Enrique told us all about him. A vile man. Yes. To do that to his own brothers, his kin, his family. Come to think of it, we haven't seen them in some time. The little boy will come and go through here once in a while to visit his father, but they themselves haven't paid us a visit in some time, and we don't really leave this room. Little boy, you say? Yes. His mother, uh, she's no longer with us. Perhaps he aches for her and would find it difficult to spend too much time with us, but he still goes and visits his father. A son of Yosef or Amrik? Yes, uh, Yosef's son. Leowen's son as well. She was one of us, a uh, Kyle who joined Nikesa's rebellion. You asked why we are here. That is the reason. Huh. But like us, she was favored by Nikesor and placed here close to him and his kin. When Yosef uh, arrived with his brother, he and her very quickly became enamored with each other. And before we knew it, she was with child. Sadly, she died giving birth to their son. In fact, didn't Yosef give his finger to the heart to see that she was interred in the crypts here and given a proper burial? And they all nod, yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Yes, he... he no, what? He would have a claim... The son would have a claim to the seat of the baron... The barony. Barony? Baronage? Barony. 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 Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> 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 he's, he's not trying to be rude. He's just saying, like... There's no way out. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yes, if... <laughs> If we were there, and the boy was there, he would have a claim. If we all lived in a magical <laughs> land <laughs> where we weren't trapped in this prison, this Roll isn't this isn't uh, the Holiday Inn Express. You can't just <laughs> check out tomorrow. No, I. It is, this is much nicer than a Holiday Inn Express. Really, <laughs> we are here. We were supposed to bring. Me- brothers back in the material plane they are unfortunately no longer with us no longer with us yes we discovered them it seems that Enrique took his own life and Yosef we do not know what happened to him but he is dead That explains why we haven't seen them in some time. I wonder what the boy does when he goes to visit. We don't bother him, and 
he doesn't bother us. It's probably too hard to see us. It must remind him of his mother. I wonder what he does when he goes to visit the father. Where is the boy now? There. And they point to the door all the way to the uh, southwest in the room. Would you permit us to speak with him? I suppose that would be okay, but you say you were coming to take the brothers back to the material plane. You know that's not possible, right? Why not? There's no way out. This is an eternal prison. And even if there were, this would be something that Nikesoa would have to be consulted on. We should like to speak with Nikesoa as well. He is a good leader, guy in the back says. Some would argue he was too bold. But we believed in the cause, and we still do. Perhaps we lack the passion and mania of some of his lieutenants over the years, but... I don't know, I can't say if offered the chance to go into battle again, I would. But we stand by what needed to be done. And we stand by Nikesor. So whatever he decides... We're with him. Very well. Where is he? Nikesa is through this door. They point to the door. uh, Like, they point to a hallway leading off down there. His family, his family is to the south. It's his brother and niece there in the library, I believe. Mm. And then there's his uncle. We do not bother him. Why? He's to the south. He is a curmudgeon, to say the least. My dear sir, curmudgeons are our speciality. Yes, we have a particular fondness for curmudgeons. This is not a man you want to spend any time with. <laughs> the brother and the niece are good people. They've always treated us kindly. In a case or two, he may have his ideas, but wouldn't you? Out there, where you're from, there is this illusion of equality. But that's all it is. They will always look at us as less. Nikesa was ahead of his time. He saw this injustice, and he sought to put an end to it. And now look. Their current leader sends his own brothers into this prison. 
Would it not improve the fortunes of the Kyall to have one of their own as Baron? A bridge between two peoples embodied in one noble. That would be something. But again, this no way out. But I think we can help you. I, for one, hate inequality and injustice when it impacts me personally. (laughs) You can count on me to do what I can as long as I don't get bored. (laughs) (laughs) Another person speaks up and says, Your cause seems to be just, but we don't know you. We have been loyal to Nikesor for centuries and will continue to do so. We will not stop now just because you have this grand idea of ending this prison that we've been in for hundreds and hundreds of years. However, if you do have a way to get out, we will not stand in the way of what must be done. Nor will we foment insurrection if returned to the material plane. If that boy can see his rightful place as Baron. It sounds reasonable. One more question. Not to put too fine a point on it, but where was Yosef married to the boy's mother? The lawyers will get involved. Yes. I don't... Purely a matter of succession. No moral judgments whatsoever. There was no formal ceremony, but under the watchful eye of Son Couton, who I'm sure still watches over us, even in this horrible place, it was as true a union as any. So the boy's a bastard. Mm. Suppose it could be legitimized. I don't know the exact rules of this place. We have a lawyer on, on retainer that can <laughs> advise us in such matters. Look into it, for certainly, yes. Certainly we seem to have a measure of influence over the current baron, and perhaps he could legitimize the boy by decree. Uh, perhaps he could, and in any case, the little bastard will have our best efforts at his back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you would speak with the boy, he is through that door. But please be kind to him. Knowing now what we know, his mental state may not be what it should be. Understood. Swing. And slice the entire room down to pieces, like every single innocent Kyle in the room. This isn't the first time we've dealt with bastards. (laughs) (laughs) So Karazor is going to lead. Alfonso into the room, go towards that the door with the boy. Okay. Yeah. All right, they just kind of part the way and let you go. As you do, you can see their little modest bedrooms. Some of them are open. 
And like, even though this is more comfortable than downstairs, you can't help but think hundreds of years, this was their home. This is all they had, that these Baroys were brought here. And they didn't even know that they passed because they don't leave these rooms. I wonder why they haven't come to visit us in a while. So weird. So you go down to this door. um, It's facing west. That door to the south. Ominously standing there, behind which is the uncle, who they don't talk to. You open it? Yeah. I knock first. Very respectful. Hello? Pardon me, young man. Uh, we are emissaries from the Prime Material Plane. We, we wish to an audience with you for a moment, if we might be allowed. Okay. Oh. Throw the door open. <laughs> it bounces off its hinges. <laughs> you open the door. And it's a very weird room. There are... Make sure I have the right thing, yeah. There are sinuous, curving shapes topped with uh, delicate spines rising seamlessly from the floor to form what you can only imagine is pretty uncomfortable uh, furniture. And throughout the room, black flowers seem to bloom out of very thin air, covering the whole room in this odd, uh, like, gardeny type, uh, morose, like, funeral room. It's very, very weird. But like everything else in the Shadow Plane, everything is made of this colorless, textureless shadow substance. Even the flowers and this uncomfortable-looking furniture kind of shimmers like the walls. And sitting on the floor, uh, playing with a little toy dog, is a small fetchling boy, maybe eight years old. And he looks up. Hello. What are your names? Who's his decorator, Tim Burton? My name is Karazur. I am from the Prime Material Plane, and these are my compatriots. We are here, if you will it, to restore you to your rightful place. The baron, the, 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 the throne of the barony. You're from the material plane? Yeah. That's where my father and uncle are from. So are you all Baroys too? Oh, but we have been in the employ of the Baroys. Are you here to return my family to me? Yes. Or perhaps return you to your family. Return you to your family. I go and I see my dad, but he's always sleeping. Oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Mm. show him the doll. Maybe. Oh, yes. Uh, The crystal ghost reaches into her pack and pulls out the doll and offers it to the boy. Oh, this doll looks like my mom but I haven't seen her in so long and my uncle Henry too he was always so sad 
and now he doesn't come to visit me anymore. Hmm. Parasaur. <laughs> yes. Perhaps uh, you could talk to the boy about certain things that happen on the material plane. Listen, uh, he steps into the room. E.G. Boy. Uh, yes, thank you, C.G. <laughs> I, uh, my, I've, I've been um, assigned to uh, give a, a lesson or two about how things stop being things sometimes in the prime material plane. Have you ever, son, have you ever had a pet of any kind or a... No, I just have this toy dog here. Little Sapphire. <laughs> nice Sapphire. <laughs> Is it the the master? It's a mastiff toy. The mastiff toy. Like I see. Well, um, my dear boy, sometimes things that live on the prime material plane can have an accident, or or fall ill, or make me angry. And then they stop being alive. And it's not it's not the most wonderful thing in the world unless unless the act of killing them makes you happy like it does for me sometimes. I guess what I'm trying to say is that <clears throat> your father is dead and you've been visiting a corpse. He's not asleep at all. He's not alive anymore. So I hope that clears things up and um Tell him. I don't know anyone else have anything to add or uh, well, on the plus side, that may make him barren. True, that's true. You, my my young friend, may be the rightful baron of the um, of the place outside. Carpat. Carpat, yes. Not, not only that, but you're the symbol that could wield together two worlds that are separated, and if you're not well accepted and willing to take the job of baron, uh, hundreds of people may die, if not Ooh. thousands. You wouldn't want so, that, would you? No, yes. you wouldn't want that. Also, just like your, just like your uncle and father, they'd be dead like them. Yeah. Also, because they're dead, you also get a house and some real live dogs. Yes, real live dogs. Real Doesn't that sound good? Dogs. Mastiffs. Mastiffs. Name one is named after your father. Really? Yes. You can pretend he's your father. <laughs> I th- think I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, understand. Uh, I can't believe this poor kid has to listen to this bunch of scumbags explain death to him. <laughs> My auntie Menar says that that type of thing doesn't happen here. That as long as I'm here, I'll always be here. And I'll always be me. But she did speak of another place. A place that was all Baroys. And in that place, people, when they go away, don't always come back. But that one day, you can see them again. So I think I understand. But it's all very confusing. It is. It's all very strange, overwhelming. But don't worry, we'll be there to guide you every step of the way. Can my Auntie Menar come? Sure, where is she? 
<laughs> this is her room. She should be back here soon. Oh. I think she's with her dad in the library. Isn't this room beautiful? She can make it look any way she wants. She changes it all the time just to make me happy. Hmm. I like the flowers. I'd love to have a real garden someday. Well, uh, I have good news for you. There are real gardens in the world beyond where you you will own them. You can walk their paths and pick their flowers, and they probably smell real good, too. I'm sorry. CG, you had something to add. No, no, I just wanted to point out that he owns grounds that have flowers on them. Yes, and you can paint them black if you like. Okay. Perhaps we should go talk to your Auntie Minar and her father. Yes. Okay. Well, it was nice meeting you. I, I hope all these things you say come true, except the part about... My father never being around anymore. Oh, to pay no attention to that. Don't worry. We're going to go talk to Nicki Minaj, and then everything will be fine. We'll come back, and we'll, we'll bring you back to your, your new home. How does that sound? <laughs> that Remember the dogs. Pretty Remember, the dogs. Remember those dogs? Okay, dogs. And one will be my father. Yes, one will be your father. All right. Well, thank you for visiting. I don't get a lot of visitors. I can't understand why. All right, goodbye. <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff. He just plays with the dog as you guys walk back out. <sighs> oh, wow. <laughs> that was weird. That was sad and horrifying. Oh, that was weird. Time. Well done, yeah. guys. Were well done. Yes, I'll do my best. Background in child psychology? That's oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh, I just uh, flying by the seat of my pants there. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Are you a father yourself? Oh, uh, many times. Quite, quite oh, possibly, yes. probably many times. Over. No, actually, no, I, I, I joke, but I've never really run into any other Knowles, so I um, have not the opportunity yet. To be uh, perfectly frank, I'm I'm a virgin. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, I don't know what it is. I'm just, just letting it all out today. <laughs> Alfonso is flabbergasted. He has talked on multiple occasions about his many, many illegitimate children. Alfonso is just like... <gasps> a question for you, Karazor. Yes. Now that you're a werebearer, are you also attracted to bears? Oh, that I could that could totally do that. <laughs> well, remind me before next the next time I turn to seek out a a female bear. Yes, I hear they're easy to copulate with. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope I'm pretty charming as a bear. <laughs> you are. I, I must say, you are a fairly charming bear. Really? Oh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me in bear form. Your appetites well, leave something to be desired, but your personality sparkles. Oh, good, good, good. That's good news. Well, hopefully the lady bears feel the same that you do. <laughs> <laughs> the Kyles ask you, how was the boy? Oh, he's fine. All right, let's go into the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he's fine. <laughs> so involved in other conversations, I like, don't even care. <laughs> he's just like he's so pissed that they're interrupting his his talk of sleeping with a female bear. <laughs> what is what is the problem? The boy's fine. He's fine. What's, what's, oh, he's fine. The material plane. There are therapists. Child psychologists, any number of things that might help him. <laughs> Did none of you ever share the concept of death with the boy? He seemed pretty, pretty confused about it. No, we haven't spoke with the boy. We let him keep to himself. We were waiting for him to approach us. And we didn't know about these things, about his father. We knew about the mother, but we didn't think it was our place to tell him. We thought that was a father's duty. Well, well, it takes a village, as they say. Yes. <laughs> it takes a village to ignore a child. <laughs> <laughs> For future reference, I I think children need to socialize. And the yes. corpses of their, their father, uncle, and mother are generally not so good at that. No. Also, it, uh, it is common, at least on the material plane, for the adult to make the first move in social interaction <laughs> with a child. They don't usually wait for the child to talk to them. Well, we just... None of us have children, so we we just assumed it would it would spark up a conversation, and so when it didn't, it, it, we just we just sorry, didn't bother did it. it. Yes. But there's another thing. <laughs> we just didn't... We don't know what to do with it. Well, I, I, I don't want to be a backseat parent here, but... Well, anyway. Um, We've let's... invited it to Pinochle Night on several occasions, and it never came. What else are we supposed to do? <laughs> we put right. ourselves yeah, out of... there. I don't want to look like a damn fool again. Oh. <laughs> I'm no, I understand tired of being the... rejected by children. <laughs> you don't want to seem too eager. Sometimes it's best to play hard to get with the, the child. We... We did foment re- we did foment revolution and then lose and get sentenced to hundreds of years of an eternal torture. Like now we're gonna raise someone us? else's kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Uh, I knew this was a prison, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> also, factor in they're constantly terribly bored, and they could totally take <laughs> up that. raising a child as a fun hobby. Manar oh, takes care of him. We we just leave him alone. We don't know how to change diapers. He's eight. He's, he's eight. <laughs> we assume he poops his pants, no? <laughs> I don't want to do all that. <laughs> we should well, uh, speak with Minar, then. Yes. All right. We will speak with Minar. Minar is in there with Ataman, uh, her father. Uh, Ataman. Oh, man. Sounds, sounds like, like a demigod. But um, you are on your own. This is Nikeso's brother and his niece. They may not take to you as we did. Okay. With with his hand on the hilt of his new magic longsword, Karazor knocks on the door. Does he knock in the Terminator cadence? Yeah. Knock, 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 knock. 
threatening. Just yeah. want them to know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, not now, please. We are busy. <laughs> um, we have important matters to discuss. We are emissaries from the Prime Material Plane, and we have uh, an urgent matter of succession to bring to your attention. You hear mumbling on the other side of the door. Come in. I'll take that as an invitation. Tread carefully. I shall. Follow me closely, my friend. And I kick open the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Kick open the door, and the wall, floor, and ceiling here are covered in improbable bookshelves that bulge and contract to match crumbling volumes of all shapes and sizes. So it's like a living library. Oh my god, I need that. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, it's like the walls are breathing to fit all of the books on it. You see standing next to a table that looks like they just stood up from two tall, oddly tall, oddly thin creatures. Weapons out with these masks that seem to float where a face would be. Let me show you what the woman looks like here. Oh, cool. That is so amazing. Cool. That's pretty that, cool. Oh, wow. Oh, come on. And that it's thing where the eyes are, that's a mask. That's not actual eyes. Oh, wow. The man, the man just says, excuse me, you are not supposed to be in here, let alone with your weapons. Surrender them immediately, or we'll have no choice but to execute you. Uh, okay. Here, here is my prized silver dagger, my only weapon that I am any, <coughs> have any skill with. Here you are. Sir, all of your weapons. All right, fine. Looks to I only have one eye, you know. <laughs> Looks to the he rest of you. He takes off his belt and his, his great sword, and he lays them down at their feet. Crystal Ghost shrugs out of her. Uh, <laughs> she removes her. I believe I have about seven different weapons on me. <laughs> like, it's like Batman taking out uh, all of these things. Ding, ding, clang, clang. They all clang on the table. Uh, Alfonso. She holds up a grappling hook. Does this count as a weapon? It's for climbing. Yes. Uh, uh, Alfonso <laughs> Alfonso will set down uh, his weapon he pulls a bandolier off and he's going to do uh, a sleight of hand to try to slide two vials out from it and put it into his pocket Ooh. let me get my perception checks ready <laughs> okay I'm going to tell you what the perceptions are well no I won't tell you okay well same Roll. Oh boy. Let's roll the die. Ugh. 17. Sir? Ugh, oh for no. For fuck's no. sake. The woman walks up to you. 
I'll be taking those. <gasps> she takes them and crunches them in her hand. Oh, oh my God. God. They're, they're iron vials. She really breaks <laughs> <laughs> her hand in half. <laughs> she Ow. opens them both and pours them out on the floor. <gasps> no! Any other funny business? And we will not hesitate. You. Points to Braven. Uh, all I carry is my fang file. And he like pulls it out. He's like, let me just get something out of my teeth first. And he gets out the cartilage of whatever he ate last and then hands over this gross slobber covered fang file. Drop it on the floor. Cling. The man says, this one must be a cast to watch him. Who are you and why are you here? Bunch of regular guys just <laughs> trying to make. We uh, we're, we're we're employed by the uh, Broys, and uh, so we're here. We want to elevate your nephew to the, the throne of the barony. Want him to achieve his rightful office. You're here on behalf of the Baron, the man. Well, initially we were hired, but then we realized what a piece of shit he was, and then we decided we took it upon ourselves to. Uh, right the wrongs and bring justice to this land for for your people and and your family. It's very complicated. So very. we were hired by the Baroness's father because right. he thought the Baron was up to no good and yeah, something had yes. happened to his daughter. So we got there, the Baroness seemed fine, but then we were like, mm, something's going on here. Something's up. Turns out the Baron was up to some no good business, no good indeed. No, um, no good at all. So we confronted CG. him, and basically we're going to boot him out of his seat and replace him with your nephew. He has already agreed to abdicate. Oh, tell them about the chandlery. Yeah, well, there was a there was a chandlery too, and and, oh. and uh, in effects, yes, a, a satyr from from another realm beyond even this one. All right, all right, all Face right. Face shit and candles. The point you of that man. entire storyline is lost on me. Face shit yeah, and yeah. candles. <laughs> if you're if you're interested, it's all available on YouTube. All right, yes. all right, we'll. We'll watch the videos later. <laughs> but the audio is terrible. The it's audio is. It's really it's touchy. It's we apologize for the audio. Live on Twitch. Some, some call it unpublishable and angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> after, after, after the people responsible for it worked as hard as they possibly could to find the best free solutions out there for live audio. Sounds like that person really cares about quality above all else. Yes. And will stop maybe nothing sometimes, to get things perfect. Maybe, maybe sometimes putting their colleague and friend's feelings below that of their care for quality. Maybe that person just doesn't have time for feelings. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe that person has no rational grasp on the world we live in. <laughs> maybe that person can't understand how after 24 episodes the sound's still subpar. <laughs> but I don't know who that person is and what the Fae had to do with any of this. <laughs> Let's talk about putting my Sounds great like nephew on the mischief throne. to me. <laughs> the fair in my XLR cables in fact right now. Oh my god. Perhaps. They've entered my router. Yes, you were using the ineffectual cables. <laughs> it all adds up. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, are you that's aware? what happened. Are you aware? So you understand where yes. we're coming now from. Now you, yes. you get us now. Are you aware 
of what this baron has done to my brother. What his people did to our people long ago that put us in this place. Yeah, we yeah, think it was cool. Yeah. Yes, and I should also add there is one part of the story we did not mention. And he, you know, he, he's blind and he didn't pull this out. He's like, I'm going to reach into my vest, please. I mean you no harm at all. I'll move very slowly. What are you getting? He's drawing out the shard, the mirror shard. Oh. So he pulls it out slowly. Do you know what this is? Yes. But why don't you tell my daughter? I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I can't see his look on his face. That's right. It's just a mask. Right. <laughs> right, it's a mask anyway. I do. But my daughter is unfamiliar with it. It is the way out. It is how we get you out of here and right to the wrongs of the past. I can say no more. We are being watched. How would you right the wrongs of the past? Well, we cannot undo everything, but we can at least try. What do you know? God damn it, we can try. God, we try. damn it, we can try. Isn't that worth something? We're still alive. As long as we're alive, there's a chance. What do you mean to do with my brother? He is not... As level-headed as I or my daughter, he takes more after his uncle. But understand this, everything he did was just. His cause was just. His only failure was failure. The way we were treated out there, if it were you, you'd do the same. He is not your enemy. The humans are. It's worth noting that all four of us entered into this eternal prison out of the goodness of our hearts. Absolutely. No, yes. no, no, no thought of profit. None. Uh, whatsoever. We don't have any interest in the governing of Carpad. Fine and clothes of nobles This is not something we seek Then why, oh. why did you come? The Baron Talked you into coming in here? We saw a great wrong My name is the Crystal Ghost That's, your, that's your name? Just, just let me finish <laughs> <laughs> Just let me finish Your parents named you Your first name is The? How's that work? Do you sign The on checks? <laughs> I have a whole thing We reserve questions for the end Alright These hold questions and applause Until she's finished explaining This is really cool I like your mask Just explain. I like your mask and I know Thank masks you. I can well, Obviously you know what you're talking about masks. Everyone loves masks <laughs> If I might Yes 
My name is the Crystal Ghost. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing reaction. <laughs> I stand for justice. Oh, all right. And the truth. <laughs> and what we encountered on the, in the, on the material plane. And betrayal. No, not betrayal. <laughs> I stand and against betrayal. betrayal. I stand for betrayal. <laughs> I stand for justice. Truth. Betrayal. Family. <laughs> and blood. All right. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Continue. What we encountered back on the material plane offends me to my core. Yes, I will say, end. speaking for myself, that from the time we arrived in this country, we have met not a single likable human, but pretty much every Kyle that we came across was awesome. Hmm. So, there's that. Undeniable. It's and a I'm, fact. And I'm writing a book. And, you know... <laughs> writing, writing a book, Karazor? Well, co-writing a book with a ghost writer. <laughs> and, you know, a protagonist who acts for purely selfish reasons, motivated only by gold or violence revenge, just doesn't sell, baby. So, in order to create the best-selling story I can, I'm trying to do something heroic, and this seems like the most heroic cause I could pick at the moment. You sound... Gets bored. You sound... Will I get bored or a better book off? You sound like an ignorant virgin. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant virgin. You ignorant virgin. You have the lawless hopelessness of a foolish virgin. <laughs> well, I will say this. Your trust in the Baron could be your undoing. But if this thing you have here does what you believe it does, perhaps there is hope. He leans in. The heart knows. Do you not think that Nikesor himself would have tried to go against it? For his escape, for all of our escape, a man as powerful as he would not face it but the four of you will with this shard we're also motivated by narrative momentum yes. we find ourselves in the third act can you argue with that you have perhaps convinced me but at the end of the day that matters very little. Speak to my brother. And I hope he is as open as I. Where can we find him? Right through that door. Can we grab our things? Yes, could I please? Can we take our things. My bandolier can't see it. It's kind of part of my whole, you know, image. She won't even be recognized. Yeah. No, no, I don't. 
I don't think you should. And then the girl speaks up, Manar, presumably. Father, let them carry them. They seem to be just, honest, even the virgin. We cannot... Treacherous virgin. The treacherous virgin (laughs) speaks truth. We cannot stand in the way of fate. All right, take your things. Oh, um, someone might want to go talk to the boy about, um, death. Uh, we gave it. We tried. The old college tried, but uh, but I, I, we're just not. We're just not parents. I put black flowers in there. Did you not see the black flowers? Oh, I saw the black flowers. They're very beautiful. And I didn't very see good shit. Black I flowers. figured he'd put two and two together from the black flower. Should I actually talk oh, to him? Yeah. They yes. want to be a little more explicit. Oh. Instead of using imagery to suggest the notion of death. Uh, just oh. my amateur opinion. I'm, I'm a virgin. All right. More flowers. More flowers. I'm merely a virgin. More flowers. More flowers. I'll go with more flowers and see how that goes. All right. Not that important. Any chance either of you can confer can uh, reverse magical blindness? Oh yeah, good question. Mm. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Mickey, you're all right. It is permanently irreversible. (laughs) Right. On any plane. Right. Godspeed. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Dope. Gathers the swords. And they just sit back down, go back to their reading, with a watchful eye on you. What do you do? Go through the door. Um, the other door. Yeah. You open up the door, and you see a luxurious and urbane apartment that would be at home in any lord's palace where everything not in shades of gray. There's a desk in the back of the room where a man is sitting. He stands up from his desk very calmly and he's taller than the two shades you just met. He wears a gray cloak over lacquered armor and as he turns to look at you he has this triangular white mask that's polished to a mirror sheen and you look and see all of your own faces reflecting back in it oh my god and we'll see you next week this guy is (laughs) not what I was expecting not what I was expecting oh man I'm really interested really interested to see how this is gonna turn out find out next week Shut up, 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 Cannon Podcast Side Quest Side Sesh Series is a Glass Cannon Network production. Paizo Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo Inc. and are used with permission. The Glass Cannon Network is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Inc.